Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of the Sunshine and Brain, part of the Perry and Veritas Network podcast where we have conversations about mental health in as down-to-earth way possible. Um, this is going to be a different episode. <laughs> so, um, it's uh, early Friday morning, something like... 133 of course it's fucking 133 um and uh i um i woke up to like a full-on panic attack and um i'm like completely spinning in my brain and need to like get some words out some thoughts out something out so i can like fucking quiet my brain and try to go to sleep so i thought maybe try and record an episode and see if this helps. Um, You know, maybe it'll be a cool addition to the overall narrative of the show to like have a panic attack on on record. (laughs) This is like kind of what I'm trying to do. So maybe have like a panic attack on record. (laughs) Oh God. Hey, here's why it's weird that it's 133. So my maternal grandfather, his, um, I called him Poppy. I've talked about him before on this podcast. Um, his uh, lucky number was 33. That was like his favorite number. And uh, he died um, a little over 10 years ago. And, and ever since then, especially during kind of crazier times, like I, I kind of encounter that number all the time, you know like driving around, I'll see it on license plates everywhere. Um, you know, it just so happens that the local fire department is engine 33. <laughs> like every now and then there'll be like a siren going by and the engine 33 will pass. <laughs> and just now I started recording at 133 because of course, because fucking of course. So, um, yeah. Remember how last episode I was like, yeah, I'm in this like, relationship and it's going great and you know all this stuff well that's over now (laughs) so that's kind of what the panic attack is about like i just woke up with this like uh, unbelievable fear that i'm going to be alone forever and lying in bed with my eyes open for the past hour and a half because every time i close my eyes i just feel like the walls are closing in on me because i'm going to be alone forever Um, and so I just needed to like, get some, get some thoughts out. Maybe, you know, I just like get some thoughts out. Maybe I'll be able to get some sleep or feel a little more, um, grounded, you know? Um, yeah, I'm really sad actually, man. Like this relationship felt like just right for a lot of different reasons, you know, I'm like kind of amazed with myself that I never gave up on, um, believing in, in magic and romance, you know, like I just like always believed in it and it's kind of miraculous that I like still do. And this one felt just so magical. Um, we have like a, a shit ton in common seem to get along really well. And, um, there was like, a 
an agreed upon feeling of magic that just seemed to be there, you know, where the first date didn't feel like the first date. And every conversation just felt wonderful with the great flow. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just kind of felt like everything was there. And, and then like sort of all of a sudden it wasn't, I definitely like, you know, what's so, um, extra, just kind of like frustrating about this is that, you know, of course, like, as I talked about in the last episode, fucking Frank, my depressive voice was like telling me over and over again that it wasn't going to work. You know, that I was like going to get hurt, like, because like, I just am not ever going to be happy. Um, well, that's just like what he was saying. And, um, he's so fucking like incorrigible right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was right, dude, you know? So there's <laughs> just like added layer of just like, Oh fuck. I don't, I really don't want to turn into a cynic. That is like really very much like not, me, you know, like I, I, like I just like, I'm not a person who, um, who became cynical for some reason. Like there's no reason why I shouldn't have become cynical. Like I should have become cynical, but I didn't. I just feel like, what am I doing? You know, am I like asking for too much? You know, like, um, just what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> uh, I'm really good at love. Like, I know how to do it. And I know how to, like, feel it. I know how to partner for a person. I know how to be vulnerable, but also how to be strong. There are so many people out there who are bad at love. I feel like a wasted talent. (laughs) The undiscovered athlete, you know, who like never had like the right coach to like guide him and like send him in the right direction or something. Or like a musician who like could just never quite perform, you know, but like meanwhile, like I'm like a brilliant musician. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Mm. So basically, um, so basically what, what happened was, um, I don't know. Obviously I won't like say her name or anything like that, but there is a, a date on Saturday this past Saturday, it's early Friday morning now, but a date this past Saturday that felt, um, really magical. It was like overnight sleepover, you know, um, that just felt like really right. And then Sunday there was an, um, you know, a a long drive somewhere, kind of like a, a rare rainy Southern California drive. And, um, 
you know, just a lot of physical closeness, a lot of like connectivity. It just felt right. And then there wasn't a sleepover Sunday night. And then Monday morning, you know, we missed each other. Like it felt unnatural to not be sleeping in each other's arms. That's how I felt. And that's how she made me feel like she felt. And then just starting Monday afternoon, you know, suddenly I felt like a distance, like something was amiss. There was a health scare going on simultaneously. So, you know, there was a health scare going on simultaneously. So, um, I kind of like thought, well, maybe that's the reason why we feel kind of a miss right now. I mean, maybe that's what's going on, but I just like felt it. But then there were also nice moments like during the week that kind of reminded me that maybe it is okay still, you know? And then, but Monday just felt weird and off and we were supposed to get together, but didn't. And then last night felt weird and off, although there was a really long conversation that felt great. And then tonight, you know, we were supposed to get together, but then didn't. And then over the phone, the message was, I just don't feel the magic that I didn't, that she just doesn't feel the magic. But like, I didn't like do anything or say anything wrong that I like check off every box on the list of like what she could possibly be looking for. And, um, and, uh, but there just isn't the magic there. So of course I'm like in my head about it, you know, like thinking it through, like trying to like diagnose it and see it and all that shit. So my brain is like, you know, well, this means either like one of three things, basically either a, you know, she really didn't feel the magic ever and was just like faking it because I totally felt like she felt the magic. I mean, she said things and did things and expressed things that like made me feel like she feels the magic. So maybe I just got that wrong, you know, she was like lying emotionally to me and herself that she just never felt it the entire time. Despite saying things and leading me to believe that she did feel it, you know, you know, or, or be like, she did feel the magic and then just something clicked like a switch just like flipped in her. And then she just didn't feel the magic either because of something I said or did that she just didn't want to tell me about or because just the switch flipped and that's just how it went. Which honestly of like the handful of possibilities of like what happened here, that's the one that's probably most terrifying because that's like sort of what it, that was a, a fear that I dealt with in previous relationships. You know, that was a significant fear that I dealt with in previous relationships and I do not want to be in a relationship where that's the fear of like how it goes. Cause that's like not how it works for me. You know, like a switch doesn't just flip for me unless someone is like mean and then like says something and then it's just like, Oh, okay. 
and then it like washes over me and then a, a switch flips in that case. But you have to like earn that shit, you know, like you have to be mean in order for that to happen to me. And that like, if you're nice, like this is not going to happen to me. And it like scares me to think that like maybe everyone's like that, that like you could find someone and be with them and then just like a switch could flip and then they just don't have feelings for you anymore. It's like, there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just, that's just what happens. That's fucking terrifying. You know, that's totally terrifying. <laughs> like, how is someone supposed to love in a world where, like, that's always a possibility? Like, I'll never, you know, I'll never be able to do it if that's just the reality. And if I can't love, like, what the fuck is the point? And then, like, the third possibility is, like, you know, she did feel magic for me. She still does feel magic for me and is just fucking self-sabotaging. You know, like, that old fucked up story of, like, you know, you end something because of the fear that's there and not because of anything else. Like, how can you love someone if you just know that they're going to die? <laughs> So that's the other possibility is that this is like a self, you know, she really did feel stuff. She still does feel stuff. It's just the self-sabotage. That's what's going on here. You know, complete self-sabotage. In which case I still can't be with her because I can't be with someone who could do this at any moment, who could just walk away at any, I can't be with someone whose switch could flip or who could self-sabotage like this and just fucking walk away. There can't be an option. You know, I need to be with someone who like, wants to work on it, who loves more steadily than that. So now I just feel really, really alone. And it's bonkers because, I mean, on one hand, I only really dated her for fucking less than a month. <laughs> oh God, I'm such a lunatic. Why am I such a lunatic? But like what happened was I connected with her, as I said earlier in the past, I just like hinted at this in the podcast, but like I connected with this person fucking right before I went on my two month, you know, dating leave. Like we had connected on a dating app. I felt a real strong connection to her and then she needed to pull back. And then I was like, well, fuck, I need to pull back. And then I pulled back and I took a two month leave of absence from dating the whole time telling myself that I was just going to ask her out when I was done, that that was going to be my reward was like believing in the potential of something big and magical. And I would just ask her out when I'm done with the two months. So then I finished the two months. I did ask her out and she fucking said, yes. Like how crazy is that? Which means that it almost feels like I've been dating her for three months because that whole two month period was like me leading up to asking her out basically. You know, which of course got me extra heady about it because then it was like, holy fuck, it's actually happening. Like something magical and amazing is happening. And now it's just like the carpet has just been pulled out from underneath me. 
you know, like I like actually believed in this thing and it wasn't real. And maybe it was never real. Or maybe it was and then it wasn't. Or maybe it is and, you know, and she's just throwing a monkey wrench in this. And it just fucking sucks. Because now I can't, like, close my eyes without, like, just thinking that I'm just going to be alone forever. Ugh. Does anybody else think it's weird that the word diary and the word diarrhea are so fucking close? Like, that's just like a diary is like for fucking diarrhea. <laughs> so if the podcast is a verbal diary, then this is just me doing fucking verbal diarrhea in the verbal diary. The seventh grade humor, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I thought about getting in my car and driving to the beach. Um, but that's a commitment and I don't really feel like doing that. I thought about writing in my actual diary, which is a shit that I started when I broke up with my, you know, sort of serious girlfriend, um, of two years before starting this podcast. Um, but just the thought of opening up that document and starting to write and again, like just felt so much like a starting over from scratch that like, I, I like, I didn't even want to do that. I ended up writing her a long text and sending it. I fucking, <laughs> when it happened, I like went through and like blocked her. Like I just like fucking blocked her completely within like 45 seconds after hanging up the phone with her. I like, Blocked her number, deleted her from my, um, deleted our texting chain, deleted her from my phone, basically. Fucking um, blocked her IG, deleted her IG for me, deleted our texting chain on IG. <laughs> I had this fucking uh, um, mix that I made that I like sent her on from Spotify. Fucking deleted that shit. <laughs> Went through and deleted all the pictures of her in my phone, like literally 45 seconds after hanging up. Did that enacted my friendship circle, you know, talk to Dre, talk to Kathleen, um, talk to another friend of mine, um, which was really helpful and, uh, went to bed at like 10 30 and like fell asleep and then woke up in that full on panic attack. And I was like, fuck. But then it felt like four in the morning and I looked at my clock and it was 1130. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fucking 1130. So I was like, oh shit, I'm in for it. Heart just like palpitating in my chest. Like I couldn't breathe, you know, close my eyes and just the walls closing in on me. Like I'm going to be alone forever. I'm going to be alone forever. I just know it. I'm asking for too much, you know, like I asked for way too much from a partner 
and there isn't anyone out there who would like actually accept me for like what my most sincere approach is, which is what she seemed to be doing, which was like accepting me for what my most sincere approach is. And nobody had done that before and nobody's going to fucking do that. And I'm like at once, like totally thankful that I had like gone through and like straight up deleted all of my <laughs> dating app accounts. <laughs> like the only way I'm getting back up on the dating apps again is if I like remake all of my accounts. <laughs> That's the last thing I can imagine doing right now. Jesus Christ. I'm going on probably a little break again. <laughs> Uh, it's just what's like extra hard about it is that last time the break had this like purpose of like cleaning my palate to reach out to her again. You know, that's like where it was at, like just getting some shit in order and fucking cleaning my palate to like feel like I was ready for her or somebody. And then it ended up where she said yes. And for like a few weeks, like it really felt like this was something different and magical happening. And it, like, wasn't. So, I can't imagine getting back in the game now. I mean, before, like, I was single with the purpose of driving towards her. And now it's like, I'm just going to be single with the purpose of driving away from her. Man, that's a long time to spend on a person who ultimately ended up not being the one, you know, but yeah, I, I, as much as I'm like, just find someone young and like, fuck, (laughs) I'm like, no, I can't do that to anybody. And I, I need to like, I need to get over this before I can move, move on to somebody else. And this is like bananas. So yeah, this is a weird episode. Um, obviously I won't be advertising this, but I think I will call it panic attack. And I think I'll post it, you know, like, of course I'm having a panic attack. Like, of course I'm having a panic attack. Why wouldn't I be having a panic attack? Like, it's been such a crazy fucking few weeks and such a crazy week. And such a crazy everything. Like, in the middle of a pandemic, fucking election week, you know? Like, all of these things adding up. I was, like, projecting ahead at, like, having companionship through the fucking election. I was like projecting ahead to having companionship through fucking Halloween, which is always hard, you know? And then through Thanksgiving, which is always hard to not have companionship for. Like I was like projecting ahead to like having companionship for all that stuff. And so now, like, I, I, you know, I just don't have it. 
obviously. And uh, like a part of me could like just jump back on the dating apps and be like, well, let's just find it, you know, <laughs> but it's so not a good idea. That's so not a good idea. A part of me is like, dude, you're such a fucking idiot. Like play the game better, you know? Like, I feel like I'm a good catch. I'm, like, tall. I'm, I think I'm maybe handsome. I don't really know. Um, I know I'm a good kisser. Like, I'm attentive. I'm a good listener. I'm kind. You know? Like, I know how to, like, discuss, like, in a, in a constructive way. <laughs> I don't ever get anger, angry, you know, I don't have like a violent temper or some shit, you know, I'm liberal, politically conscious, educated, <laughs> and a good career path. I just like, just really want love. Like, I really want to find my one. You know, it bothers me so much that I haven't found her yet. I have so much love to give. And it just feels like nobody wants it. I don't understand why it feels like nobody wants it. Uh, it's like, um, it's like the brain is like, uh, one of those like ping pong ball lotto machines, you know, those big like hoppers basically that have like, hundreds of ping pong balls flying around on the inside and each ping pong ball represents like a thought or an idea or an anxiety, a relationship, a thing. And they're all just flying around in there. And every now and then someone opens the top and it just gets sucked up into the frontal lobe and you kind of think about it. And then it just drops back into the hopper and keeps fucking spinning in the rat wheel, you know, I was thinking that maybe this process would help me to get some of it out where I could just like say shit and it would just be down and then I could just have it out. I feel so nauseous right now. <laughs> it's like, I can't breathe. It's like the walls are closing in. I feel like I want to throw up. Hmm. Okay. What do I want to do about this? I'm just going to tell myself 
I know that I am going to find love because I'm not going to give up until I find it. And I know that when I find it, it's not going to be perfect because nothing is, but it's going to be wonderful. And I'm not going to settle for anything less than an A plus relationship. And I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to do anything rash to harm myself. I'm going to continue to walk through life one step at a time and make healthy choices. I'm going to get in the pool tomorrow and do my job and tell people what happened and accept support and try to be present with my girls. I'm so angry. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to edit this. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it as is. Uh, what do I even do? How do I get out of this? This shit is like so natural to feel like this, you know? Um, I know no one really is ever going to listen to these episodes. But if you do, and you ever feel this way, maybe you hear this and you know like that it's okay to feel this way. That it's not the end of the world even if it feels like it might be. That with proper time and context, everything finds its way to a place, to an emotional place. And maybe I'm just talking to myself now, telling myself that these things are true. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where it's at. Um, yeah, I'm tired. I'm also safe. I'm also lonely, but I'm safe. And that's all that needs to matter right now. I'm just going to go take some deep breaths and fall asleep when I can. 
and then wake up tomorrow morning to a new day with fresh challenges and just face it. That's what I'm going to do. Thank you for listening.